Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Personal Trainer. My name is Chloe Longstaff and I am a personal trainer and coach and I am here to share my knowledge and experience of the training world and spread a bit of positivity. So today's episode is inspired by having a few drinks yesterday with my friend Kelly and we were chatting about diet culture. So that inspired me to record an episode on diet culture and why we're so obsessed with scales and also should we compliment somebody for weight loss. So I'm not influencing consumption of alcohol, however some of my ideas do come to me under the influence some of my best ideas may I add. So I'm a little bit hungover today but it's going to be a good one and I think this will be quite an interesting topic so let's get started with today's episode. So what is diet culture? Diet culture is something that exists everywhere so we will probably be exposed to it on a daily basis often without even realizing as well um but basically it's a set of rigid beliefs or expectations where we tend to value thinness or attractiveness over physical health and emotional well-being like i said i think most of us will have been exposed to some kind of diet culture belief especially for those born kind of like late 90s early 2000s we see it everywhere so social media magazines in our friendship groups, um, sometimes beliefs from our parents as well. Um, And I do think the health and fitness industry is changing, which is great, but I see so many diet culture beliefs in my clients or my friends. I often hear phrases around the gym. Um, Even just when I'm out in the street, I'll I'll hear things. So it is everywhere. Now, I just want to say, so I'm not anti-diet and I actually do encourage sensible dieting if it's right for the individual. However, I do believe that a lot of our beliefs and our attitudes towards health and fitness need to be addressed. So here's an example for you. Last night I was at a party and the group of guys and there's a group of girls and a husband and wife walked in and the lads were like, oh, you've lost weight to to the guy. And um, his wife turned to the girls and said, oh, I wish someone would tell me that I look like I've lost weight. And it's this belief that we have where we need to be told that we look good it's almost like we need we need to know that we are doing something right or that we are successful and weight loss seems to be an indicator of that or another example if we're getting ready especially girls will relate to this if we're getting ready we might say to our friend does this look okay i feel fat in this do i look fat and obviously a friend will say no and you don't really believe them anyway but again it's the reassurance of i need to look a certain way to feel good or to be accepted to be liked whatever it might be some other examples of diet culture i see on a daily basis in the gym might be things like i'm having a naughty day today and then i'll be back on the diet tomorrow or i'm burning off that takeaway from last night or i've not lost weight this week or i've gained weight this week or another one i've been so good this week or on the reverse i've been so bad this week and there's a lot more these are the common ones and these aren't particularly unhealthy phrases i just think it can lead to damaging beliefs so for example if we look at the i've not lost weight this week that's just a statement so if you just said that on your own on its own i've not lost weight this week it's just a statement however if that then means you deprive yourself 
of food so you go hungry or you over exercise in order to lose weight because you've not lost weight that week that's unhealthy so we will all have these diet culture thoughts or beliefs that occasionally pop in to our minds and that's okay thoughts can pop in and we don't have to become the thoughts it's what we choose to do with the thoughts that are important so for example what we choose to believe around that thought and then what actions we take based on that thought one of the biggest things that I notice working in the fitness industry and working with mostly female clients is that we are so scale obsessed. And again, this comes from diet culture and believing that we have to look a certain way or be a certain weight or be thin to be accepted or to be successful, to be liked, to fit in, to get a compliment, whatever it might be. We rely on the scales to give us that external validation. So I actually quite like the scales as a way of tracking progress. I just don't think they're that accurate. So I've weighed myself for years and I've had stages of being obsessed with the scales and doing a daily weigh-in or multiple times a day. And then I've had periods where I'll have a break from the scales and I won't weigh myself at all for a month. And now I've learned that the scales don't really mean a lot to me. So I don't have an emotional attachment to the scales, which is good. So I have a neutral relationship with it now. Uh, but there was a stage where I'd weigh myself every day or sometimes multiple times a day or I'd step on the scale and then I wouldn't be happy with the number it showed me so I'd get off, step back on, wouldn't be happy, get off. That I'd repeat for a few times maybe and then um, I might have a wee and then weigh myself again in the hope that I've lost weight or not eat much the previous night hoping that I'd weigh half a kilo less. It was that kind of thing. So it was things that it's I'm doing unhealthy things to get a result that no one even cares about anyway so it is a bit weird and now I'm happy that I can look at it as data so I can weigh myself once and then I can move on it doesn't mean anything to me so if you do weigh yourself which I don't think there's anything wrong with I know sometimes you can see posts that will say throw the scales in the bin and I think that if you've got a bad relationship with the scales and it it gets to a stage where you maybe are you thinking that you're a bit obsessed with the scales perhaps it is a good time to throw them away or move them to the side so that you are not heavily reliant on them however i do think scales can be quite useful so if you do weigh yourself just bear in mind that scale weight can fluctuate based on so many factors so it can be things like how much water you drank how much salt you consumed the previous day hormonal changes what time of the day you've weighed yourself whether you ate a big meal the previous night or if you've just eaten and then weighed yourself and also your body type as well so um, if you are building lean muscle um, if you've trained recently as well like I could go on there's a lot of fluctuations that will happen and a lot of weight fluctuations have nothing to do with fat loss so for example one litre will weigh one kilo so if you sweat a lot during a workout and you weigh yourself the next day and you're lighter than you expected, you're probably just dehydrated. Usually the best way would be to pick one day at one time that you will weigh yourself. So for example, you could pick a Sunday morning at eight o'clock in the morning before you've consumed any food or drink, um, after you've emptied your bladder. So it's the same time, the variables are the same each time and then that's a better way of managing the progress. And of course, there are other methods of measurements, which in my opinion are perhaps more 
true measurements. So things like progress pictures, clothes fitting better, feeling more energized and just feeling better about yourself in general, better mindset and so on. And then people noticing that you feel good and receiving compliments. But whichever method you choose, you need to be process driven and not results driven. So I think I've touched on this. In in fact, I think I've mentioned this in every podcast episode I've done so far, but it's a very good point. So a good approach could be committing to a weekly weigh-in and progress pictures for however many weeks. And remember that it is part of a process because weekly change probably won't be that visible. But let's say if you committed to 16 weeks and then you compare week one to week 16, I'm sure you will see a hell of a difference. And this again, we'll link back to previous episodes that I've touched on about um, change and habits and um, lifestyle. You need to commit to change over time. So you won't notice change immediately. And that is why it's frustrating weighing yourself because we're not going to see this visible change straight away. We want results straight away and the scale won't give us those results immediately. But you need to remember that you are not training or dieting for weight loss. That is a result of the process. So the process might be calorie counting, controlling meal portions, training, training hard, uh, recovering and getting sleep. And then over time, you're going to get results from implementing a process, checking back in with those results, going back to the process and going back to the results. A lot of my clients will have fat loss goals and they are fine with weighing themselves and I do encourage it for accountability, but not everyone will be fine with weighing themselves and not everyone will have the same relationships with the scale. So I always recommend to do whatever suits you and whatever means that you will be able to make a long-term change and stick to, whatever that approach looks like or method looks like, you do that for you. So moving on. By the way, I've actually paused this recording and went out for lunch, I had a Nando's and a glass of wine and then came back and carried on recording and I feel so different, I feel really good, so that wine has helped me. Um, but anyway, so I am very careful with the language that I use with clients and when I'm taking classes, mostly because I want to create an environment where people enjoy moving their bodies rather than trying to change their bodies, but also because people are very easily influenced, so I aim to be a positive influence during every session and this is also why I don't compliment weight loss anymore so clients might start thinking I've got clients listening to this they might start thinking whether I've commented recently and I don't get it right all the time because there are times when I will say I can see that you've lost weight but as a general rule I try to use language around effort or fitness improvements rather than appearance and um, I've said this on another episode but years ago compliments about my weight and my weight loss would make my day when I worked in an office and this is when I was at my smallest and people would often comment on my weight by the way if you've ever worked in an office environment it's bizarre so you've got such a range of people there and therefore many many opinions but someone is always doing a new fad diet that they swear works someone is always saying how hungry they are someone else is complaining about their weight someone else is bringing in cakes every day and then everyone eats them while saying that they need to lose weight. It's it's madness. But anyway, when people commented on my appearance, I liked it. And that was because, to me, it meant that I was doing something right. So I was successful in these people's eyes. People liked me. People asked me questions about my secrets or how I did it. And I was almost rewarded by being given attention, being given a confidence boost 
So it's interesting, but nowadays I prefer a non-appearance-based compliment. So these could be things like, I love your energy, you're an inspiration, or I admire your strength. And actually, unless I know what a person has been doing to have changed their appearance, I won't comment on it. So for example, if I know that one of my clients has been following a sensible diet, so they've been hitting their calories, sensible calorie target as well, and they've been training hard, then I will say, you're looking good. But if I don't know what they've been doing to lose weight or I don't know kind of what approach they've been taking, I won't comment because I don't know what I'm praising them for. So what if they're starving themselves or what if they're doing three hours cardio a day and then I say, wow, you're, what are you doing? You're looking fantastic. And then I'm reinforcing an unhealthy behavior because they're going to think it's doing something good. They're going to think that's what they need to keep doing to get results, to get people to think that they're looking good, to get compliments and whatever they are doing might be resulting in weight loss but it doesn't mean that they're going to be happy so they might be hungry probably grumpy possibly at risk of injuring themselves as well if they are overtraining and they're not fueling themselves properly and that could be reinforced by everyone complimenting them on this weight loss so this is why i try to offer non-appearance comments so this could be something for you to notice in your daily life. So this could be a little task for this week. Notice how many appearance-based comments that you make and then see where you can add in some non-appearance-based comments. So less of the appearance-based, such as you look great, have you lost weight? And then maybe implementing some more of non-appearance-based comments like you're so much fun to be around. Like I said at the start of this episode, I do think the industry is changing but I do think we are still appearance obsessed and we need to realise that we are wonderful the way we are and we can change things if we want to, we can change things about ourselves if we want but we shouldn't feel like we have to in order to meet expectations and a good tip with this actually is to not allow yourself to view unrealistic images because this will give you false expectations so this applies to social media so don't follow accounts that are unrealistic for you you want to surround yourself with people who make you feel good for being you. And you can challenge other people too because sometimes people don't realise what they're saying. So, for, for example, if someone says, I'm being naughty today and I'm going to have this cake and then I'll be good from tomorrow. You can just challenge them, challenge that thought and just say, eat the damn cake if that's going to make you happy. And they don't need to be, it's not naughty or it's not well behaved. You know, if they want the cake, they can have the cake. And I think people don't understand the impact that the language can have sometimes on themselves and on other people and you can also remove yourself from conversations that you don't want to be involved in so one of my biggest hates is when somebody will bring up another person and they refer to their weight so they might say oh have you seen so and so they've put on weight haven't they and it's like well so what if they have or they haven't so yeah I think the industry is changing but I do think we still have a lot of work to do especially so that generations in future don't get sucked into this diet culture that society has today. Also, remind yourself of what brings you happiness. So things that are completely separate to weight or scale or how you look. What brings you happiness in life? That is always, so it links back to gratitude. And it's just a good way of making you appreciate what you've got around you, which brings me on to the final point of stay in the present moment and enjoy everything that is happening right here and now. Thank you for listening to another episode. 
I hope you enjoyed this one and I hope you found it useful and you can take something away from it. So please tag me in anything that you share on Instagram. I love seeing who's listened to it and when you've shared it. So my name on Instagram is at underscore Chloe Longstaff. I look forward to hearing your comments and I will speak to you all soon.